You are listening to College Success Habits. I'm your host, Jesse Mogul. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits Podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back, everyone. This is College Success Habits with your host, Jesse Mogul. I am so grateful that you joined me here again today. I'm super excited for this episode, and I hope that you have enjoyed the previous ones so far. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review me. Uh, nothing will look better when people go to, to search out ways of having a more successful habit structure in college than to find me high up in the rankings. And of course, please follow me at Jesse Mogul on Facebook and Instagram. I'm out there. I'm ready to have a conversation with you. Let's talk about what it is you'd want to know about when it comes to habit structure, uh, whether it be high school, college, the rest of your life. This is so important. And that is really why I'm excited about today's episode. I've been struggling with this one because I've, I already shot episode three like four different times. And it was all about morning routine. And I kept coming like over and over and over, I kept redoing it because something just didn't seem right. And ultimately it came down to me wanting to discuss what is a habit and why do habits exist? And then I thought, well, then that's it. I mean, if morning routine is all about a habit structure, but what is a morning routine and why do you need to have one? Well, then we really need to discuss habits and what they are and why they exist. And, you know, two of my favorite books uh, about them, Habit Stacking and Atomic Habits, discuss this. And if you haven't had a chance to read those books, you can find them on Audible, at Amazon, somewhere. They're out there. And if you don't want to, then I'm pretty much going to go over a, a, a pretty healthy dose of what they're about and give you guys the information. Uh, if, you, if you're into an app called Blinkist, you can get Atomic Habits, Atomic Habits there. I'm not sure about habit stacking, but I know I listened to Atomic Habits the other day on the way to a meeting just to get a refresher. And what I really love about this, the conversation about habits is, you know, why they exist. And habits exist because if your conscious mind had to to make decisions on every single thing it was going to do every second or minute of the day, you would become just like literally crippled, frozen, just you wouldn't even know what to do. If you, the moment you woke up, you didn't know to just go to the bathroom and brush your teeth and use the bathroom and, and take a shower and get your hair done and all that stuff. It's like you just sit there like, I don't know what to do now, you know, and you're just like it would be too much. You know, when you go to get in your car, it's there's a habit about where you put your car keys. If My car's newer, so it's got one of those buttons. So it's like, okay, great. Well, now the keys aren't hanging from ignition. Where are they supposed to go? You know, you know, then there's the seatbelt. And when do I put the car in drive? And do I plug my cell phone into the charger? And do I, do I need the directions? Okay, where's that going to go? Like, that is all habited out because I don't want to have to deal with it. And I love efficiency. I am a huge person of efficiency. You know, one of my longstanding jobs has been bartending and serving tables and, and managing restaurants and, and various cities. I, I pretty much have worked anywhere I want to, all because I'm really good at 
the bartending and serving. And in order to become a great bartender or server, you have to have efficient ways of handling the exact same tasks that keep coming up over and over and over and over again. When I see inefficiencies in my coworkers, it's because I'll notice that they don't seem to have a pattern. Uh, they don't have a habit in place for how they're going to make a cappuccino or a side of toast or ring something in. You know, it's like I've got, I live in Los Angeles. You've got to be hustling like mad out here to succeed. And it is a very expensive city. So while I've got this you know, very good coaching program and I've got this, this ever growing uh, coaching um, clientele and, and I speak on multiple stages on lots of different things, you know, I still work at a hotel on the side and I love the job. You know, it's, it's a great place to know that I've always can go in. I can, I can manage it. I can take care of it. I can, you know, I can help my fellow employees do the best job possible. And I get to do it in a way where I get to really hone my skills of habit structure and interpersonal communication and management and all this really great stuff. It's absolutely a fantastic thing to be doing. And I know this year will be the year that I finally walk away from it. But the things I've learned since I first started bartending and serving and managing back when I was 22 was that you have to have really good habits for the actions you consistently do. And I, of course I didn't know all of this stuff then that I know now about why habits are so important. But if every single time you went to go, you know, put your keys, when you walk in the front door, do you have a place that your keys always go? You know, that friend who does not because they're always the one who can't seem to find their keys. Or they're always late and they, they, they forgot, oh, I forgot this really important thing at home or this really important thing in my car. It's because they don't have a habit structure in place for how they're going to make sure that they don't forget those things. And whenever you're getting your backpack ready the night before, you better make sure you know everything that's supposed to be in there. And if there's certain things you forget, like for me, if I forget something important in my messenger bag, uh, whenever I go do a speech, you know, one time I forgot my clicker to move my slideshow along. So boom, I put that on. A, I put that on a list, and now anytime I go to, to go anywhere, when I put all my equipment back into the bag, everything gets checked off, and I know everything's in there, and I'm good to go. And when I come home, I can put that bag in the closet, and I know that next time I need to pull it out, everything's in there, it's ready to go. And if I've forgotten something, I put a little note, put it in my wallet. When I come home, I, when I pull my wallet out to put it on my desk, there's that note that says you should have had this. Boom, I go get that item, and I put it in the bag immediately. And now that's done because I can't show up somewhere and not be prepared. And so habits exist basically so that you are as prepared as you possibly can. You know, I, when I got my new car, one of the first things I did was uh, pull out the jack in the spare tire and practice putting on the spare tire a few times in the same setting just to know, make sure that I knew how to get the thing out from underneath the car and jack the car up. And then, you know, then I would take the, the, the donut back off and I'd put it back underneath the car and I'd tie it all, you know, tighten it back up. And then I'd do the whole process over again. Why? Because I wanted to make sure that I knew how to do that while I was in my driveway and there was nothing happening so that down the road, if it's raining really hard or I'm, I'm out in the middle of nowhere and AA can't get to me, triple uh, A, not AA, <laughs> <laughs> Triple A. I, I, I have another podcast where I talk about sobriety and recovery. So AA was I was a t subject I covered earlier in one of the episodes. Um, point is that I want to make sure I know how to change my flat tire. Um, I want to have experience having done that to see if there's going to be any problems. And so that's why habits exist. Habits exist so that you have you've already got a structure for things, and you don't constantly have to be remembering why. 
right? This is one of the reasons Steve Jobs and Zuckerberg always wear the exact same clothes. And they just don't want to worry about it. There's other ways around that. You could just, you know, have uh, the same color suit. I have what I like to call my my suit uniforms because I worked in a hospitality industry for so long. I thought, well, this is great. You know, uh, at work when I w- when I was a manager, I would be I would just have the same exact um, shirt tie suit combo for the entire week. I'd, it would come down to even the same socks. I would just wear them all because I learned that when I was a bartender or server, you never had to think about what to wear. Whatever the uniform was, that's what you wore. So I thought, well, why doesn't a manager have one? So I might have two suits and then just rotate the same five shirts. And then whenever my shifts were done and I had my two days off in a row, take it to the dry cleaner, get everything cleaned up, boom, I'm ready to go again. Right? So you can start doing that in your own life. You can start having the the similar outfits you wear, uh, similar shoes, lay out your clothes the night before, and then you don't have to worry about that stuff in the morning. So why habits exist is just so that your brain doesn't get overwhelmed with making decisions every single second of the day. You know, one of the things I noticed when I was working tables and the bars, when I'd ask somebody if they wanted cream with their coffee and they'd be like, uh, hmm. I'm like, what do you mean? Uh, in my head, I'm thinking, what do you mean? Uh, hmm. <laughs> you either take cream in your coffee or you don't, you don't do it sometimes. Right. Like uh, maybe you're one of those people who picks and chooses whenever they add cream and sugar, but most people it's the exact same amount. It's the exact same kind and they do it habitually. You remember that it's four sugars in the raw and what amounts to two, uh, two tablespoons of creamer. Like you don't have to ever think about it again. You like the way it tastes like that and now you're good to go. And so look in your life and ask yourself, why do I have certain habits that I have? What is this habit leading me toward? And that's the, that, that's the first key in what we're going to be talking about. I know I've gotten a little bit into this without discussing my three keys, but here's they are. All right. What is the identity of blank that you're looking for? What is the identity that your habit structure is creating for you? What works for you may not work for someone else. And then habit stacking and microhabiting, which or should be potentially phrases that you've you've heard before. So identity of if you know because this was gonna I'm gonna do a whole episode on morning habits but morning routine but let's just go ahead and talk about that one is if you know what is the kind of morning routine that if you want to be a successful entrepreneur uh, while you're in in school if you want to be a successful student think about what is the kind of morning routine that a successful student would have if you can't if you think that you're just pulling ideas out of the air go find people who are successful you know, find people who are who are seniors and juniors. Go talk to professors and ask them. When you've seen the most successful students come in front of you, the ones who are straight dominating all of their lessons, they're getting straight A's on all the stuff. They they seem like they're crazy prepared. They've got awesome extracurricular activities. You know, they've got their resume fully ready for the for the job interviews that are going to be coming to them in the future. What were the things you've seen in them? Because I want to emulate them. Find out what. It, those people are doing and then take on the identity of them. You know, if they were, oh, they always showed up with their assignments done and, you know, they, they, they clearly had, you know, gotten dressed with the lights on because they weren't wearing mixed match socks and they had their, their hair done, their makeup done. You know, they, they looked like they were put together really well. They were alert. They asked questions. They sat in the front row. Then those are the things that you need to start preparing yourself for the night before you wake up. Make sure that your clothes are put together. Make sure that you're, you've got you've you've added in a little bit of time for the double snooze if that's how many you need to hit before you can hit the ground running, right? Think about the identity of the successful student 
and make sure that that's the person you're emulating. If you're emulating what your roommate's doing and the guy stays out drinking all night and he wakes up late for his classes and he's running out the door and he forgot his books and he never has his computer and he doesn't have a pencil or a pen or, you know, doesn't have an abacus, you know, <laughs> if he's the kind of person who leaves his phone at home, I mean, come on, leaving your phone at home is like leaving your ID and wallet at home. Like, that's just unacceptable whenever you get to college. Like, get it together, guys, if that's what kind of person you are. So think about the identity of that you're reaching toward. And this is really, really important. Out of all of this, it's like, because here's the, here's the thing, is that from zero to seven, we're being imprinted and implanted upon by our parents and, and other kids. And, you know, by the time you're in seven, you're probably in second, third grade, maybe. And so and you've had some teachers, like you're just being imprinted and implanted. People implant their ideas, people implant their habits, people implant their limiting beliefs, people implant whatever it is. And a lot of times it it's a limiting beliefs and it's like emotional maturity kind of stuff. Then from seven to 14, you're just mirroring and matching. You're taking what was already programmed into you without your knowledge. And now you're mirroring and matching other people's behaviors. So if you like a certain person in class, um, for whatever reason, you're drawn to that particular person, you'll start to mirror and match them. And if they happen to not be good at school and they happen to sit in the back and act aloof and crack jokes and that's what and that's who you're trying to emulate, then you'll sit in the back and you'll crack jokes and you won't get the best grades. And if you decide that you're going to start emulating that person who sits front row center and raises their hand and asks for homework at night, then that's the person that's those are the habits you'll pick up. But by the time you get into high school and college, you're now in charge of figuring out your own way. And so make sure you know why you have the habits that you do. What habits are are ways for you to efficiently move through life without having to make decisions every five seconds over mundane things. Other times, habits exist. Why that habits exist is, is for a very important reason. You know, getting up on time in the morning and making sure that you're ready to hit to grab the bus to go to school and you're prepared and all your homework's done. These are really important things when you get to college, when all of a sudden it can cost ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a year to be there. And when you come out, you're going to have a six-figure debt and you better be able to get a good job. The habits you have then are way more important than the habits you just so flippantly built when you were in middle school and high school. So you've got to know why you have the habits that you do. And look at your morning routine. Look at your afternoon routine, your night routine. Write down some of the things, not some, all. What are the things that you're doing in the morning when you wake up before you leave for school? What are some of the things you're doing in the morning before you leave for work? During the day when you're on campus or you're at work, what are some of the things that you keep, you keep finding yourself doing? You know, Do you have a good work, workflow structure laid down so that you're getting things done so that you can go hang out at the water cooler and talk to people? Or you can get on your phone and screw off on social media for a little while, but you've already got your work done. In order to have that free time to do that, you better be making sure that you've got a really good habits in place for your workflow. And then this will bring me to key number two. What works for you may not work for someone else. As I'm sitting here rattling through all these things for the morning routine that I've recorded four times and will end up recording again before I send it out, one of the things I kept catching myself doing was talking about how what works for me may not work for you. Some people might love hitting the snooze twice, then sitting up and jumping on Instagram for 15 minutes. And if, if they can do that, then go and, and get the rest of their morning done and get to class and work on time, then more power to them. I'm a little weary of what kind of emotional dopamine surge I'm going to get 
from being on social media or answering a text message or an email, right? Like maybe I get on there and I see a post from someone that, that sparks me negatively or positively. You know, now I'm not, now I have to wonder, well, why am I feeling that? You know, now did I really want to be in a bad mood? Obviously, if you read something that puts you in a good mood, great. Problem is, we don't normally remember the good mood stuff, but if somebody sent you a text message changing your work schedule, and now all of a sudden that conflicts with a test that you have, now you're in a bad mood. Now you're pissed off at the manager. Now you're already scrambling, wondering who's going to pick up your shift. And now you've got to worry about all that. Well, you're supposed to be getting ready for school. You know, maybe check an email from the professor asking you guys to do some more stuff and you didn't know and class is in an hour and you're not going to have time for it. And now you're in a bad mood. You know, you got to be real weary of what you're doing in the morning, making sure that it's not going to control your mood. Now, remember, we're going to talk more about this later, but so I say remember as if you've heard this before, but your thoughts cause your feelings. If I told you that your shoes looked ugly, but you didn't care who I was or why I said that, then your thought could be, this guy's an idiot, I don't care. But if somebody with supreme style walked up and said, your shoes look stupid, your thought might be, wow, this, this person is what they're talking about. They're super stylish. And now you might feel like you're a, a poindexter, like you're a loser, right? So two different people said the same thing to you, but, it, 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 but you felt differently in both situations. So just be really mindful of what you're doing in the morning and throughout your day and in your life, really. And, and what, what habits are you doing that are, that are causing you thoughts that are driving feelings, perhaps, of, of negativity that you don't need to be doing? And this is, I have a whole thing on social media I'll get into later. But what works for you may not work for me. So if that works for you and you can control your emotional you know, roller coaster and none of that bothers you, like I don't watch the news. Regardless of how I see the world or my political beliefs, I will not bring that in right now. I can assure you that turning on the news in the morning is not a way I want to wake up. I don't need to know about the shootings in Los Angeles. I don't need to know about Washington, D.C. and, the, and, and whatever they're pulling today. I don't, I don't, don't need that. I, I'm a journalism major. I've worked in many newsrooms. I know what bleeds leads. I, I don't need that kind of energy in my morning. I don't. I barely watch the news at all. I get some updates from HuffPost and um, LA Times just so that I, I'm not completely oblivious to what's going on in the world. And uh, I get my news from other sources that won't emotionally trigger me. And I, I pick and choose the times that I allow that information into my life. So you just need to make sure that you're thinking about those things as well. You know, and if you start to notice that, man, you know, yeah, I do. I do. It's like I wake up and I don't even know how I feel. I haven't even really woken up. I haven't even had a drink of water. I haven't even brushed my teeth. And I'm already on my phone watching a video or checking what other people posted the night before. Like, really? Like, that, that whatever's going on in there, it's not going nowhere, guys. It's going nowhere. Right? Like, don't, don't, don't be. Uh, suckling on the on the teat of social media and this 24-hour news cycle. And that, I feel like I'm going off on a little tangent, but like these are habits. This is a really important one. And it, if that's working for you, ask yourself, is it really working for you? And if it's not, here's key number three. You can start habit stacking, and I call it micro-habiting, where you see where in your morning structure Going back to the morning routine, if you normally get up, walk into the bathroom, you know, use the restroom, brush your teeth, 
and then turn on the shower and get in, right? But it, you wake up in the morning, you're like, wow, I really would like to stretch or do some yoga or something like that. All right, well, when you get up and you go to the restroom, you know, and you brush your teeth, when you turn the shower on and you wait that minute or two for the water to get hot, you know, do some stretching exercises. Just that one minute or two. Yeah, throw some stretching exercises into the shower. You know, just figure out where you're already doing stuff. And this is what Mike, this is what habit stacking talks about. You know, find where in your normal behavior um, you're seeing um, an opportunity to throw in a new habit. Like when I get into my car and I know what I'm going to be, I live in Los Angeles, I know it's going to be a long drive. What I do is I've, I've already got my podcast app pulled up. And now when I plug my phone into the charger, I go ahead and I turn on the map app to make sure I'm going to show up on time. And then I will flip over to the podcast and I will hit the play. Now, I have a podcast that I've really been wanting to listen to. And now I get to listen to it on my hour drive to go seven miles. <laughs> you know, but it's like uh, back in the day, I'd get on in the car and I, and I would just turn on the radio and start driving. And then I'm like, ah, oh, I really like to listen to a podcast now, but it's too late. I'm already driving. I don't have time to open up the app and, and sift through the 50 podcasts that I subscribe to to see which one's got a good topic that I really want to listen to. So I just started pre-opening up the app and, and lining up some of my favorite shows and being like, oh, you know, the night before, oh, I've got an hour drive. All right, let's go through my top five podcasts and let's see if there's one I'd really, I'm, I'm dying to listen to. You know, so I slid that in the night before. And so now when I get in the car, I'm already ready to go. And I just slid that night before thing in right, right as I was setting my alarm, right? You know, and I've already put the address into Google Maps. So the next morning, all I have to do is just open up Google Maps and I can do the recently searched and boom, pull it up. And now the moment I'm awake, I already see what the traffic flow looks like. I've got a whole thing I'll talk about this later, but this is a really cool little life hack is if you, got, you know you got somewhere to go, open up the Google Maps and have the address already loaded in from the night before, click on it, and now you can see how long it's going to take. So that you can make sure that you leave with a 15 minute buffer because you know you got to park and walk and whatever it's going to take to get to the, you know, maybe 20 minutes. You'll know your buffer, you know, figure that out and boom, you're ready to go. And then you just slide these little habits. You know, I always have that address of the place I'm going the next morning loaded up. And if I've got multiple places I'm going the next day, I've already put all of those in. So they're already under recents. It's a beautiful thing. If I if I get an email from somebody saying I can't wait to see you there in three weeks, I go ahead and put the address in, and then I then I star that email. And but because I've already put in the address, if later on down the road I open up that ad that email and I see it's twelve thirty nine, you know Wilcox Avenue. Once I type in one two three nine, it's already pulled up Wilcox because I've previously searched that. It's ready to go. And so think about where you can be habit stacking and where you can be micro habiting some of these behaviors that you want to start taking on. You know, I've got a lot of these little hacks and, you know, living in, I've lived all around the world. I've lived in all the major cities in the United States and each one of them has its own little intricacies as far as habits I've had to take on to make sure that I can get to the grocery store in the least amount of traffic or I know the time of day to go to get the most fresh produce, right? So I won't ramble on about that anymore, but just think about where you could be habit stacking and, and adding some things in and we'll discuss that later. So the three keys for what and why is a habit is, you know, why habits exist is it's to make your life more efficient. Because if you had to think about every decision, you would drive yourself mad. And a habit is merely a, a lot of different actions that have been grouped together to get you to an outcome. 
right? There is no such thing as a good or bad habit. It's all about the outcome. If the outcome's bad, then it's a, then you've got to fix that. You know, the the habit itself isn't ne- isn't necessarily bad because somebody else might have a very similar habit with almost damn near the same steps, but it leads them to a good outcome and it leads you to a bad outcome. And therefore, the habit's not bad. It's your outcome that's that's bad, and that's what you're associating with the habit. So take on the identity of somebody who has these good habits in place and really make sure you drive that home. If you are wanting to be a successful entrepreneur in the future, then take on the identity of Richard Branson or Warren Buffett. You know, if you want to be a computer genius, then figure out what it was that Steve Jobs and and uh, Bill Gates did. And there's people on your campus that you can emulate. You don't even have to go that high up on the, on the, infam- on the famous tree. And remember that what works for you may not work for someone else. So I could sit here, like all these things I've read about habits, and oh, you should exercise in the morning, and you should you should journal, and you should do this and that. Well, that, that works for you. I don't. I'm not a big journaling guy in the morning. So what works for you works for you. What works for somebody? Somebody else might be able to sit there and watch the news for a half hour, an hour. Like my roommate's constantly watching CNN. I don't think it's healthy for his brain, but who am I? It's his life. I can't sit here and turn the TV off every time I see him doing it. That that seems to be working for him. He seems like he's still pretty jovial. I don't know how, but he seems like he is. <laughs> and, and then once you realize what you've been doing, you ask and you've asked yourself, does that work for you? Because you know the identity of the of what you're of, of the person you want to emulate, whether it's a successful student, a successful business person, whatever that is. And you, once once you've decided on the identity of who you're trying to emulate, and you and you look at the habits you have and ask if they're working for you. If if you find that they're not, then you can start micro habiting and habit stacking, and you can start adding these new things in. And it does take, you know, it takes about seven days for it to become something that you are readily, it's like you're ready, you, that you feel weird if you don't do. Um, and then, you know, according to studies, it takes anywhere between 14, 21, a month, two months for it to really sink in. It could be different for you. You know, for me, back when I worked in the restaurant world, if I turned one way and all of a sudden the door wasn't, of the beer core wasn't opening correctly, or if I approached a guest and they were surly and I was trying to calm them down and figure out what the issue was. And I noticed that I did something that was definitely wrong. Like the refrigerator opened up towards me instead of away from me. So now I had to go in above it and it was a weird angle. I just, all then boom, the next time I went to go open up that door, I made sure that I came at it from a different angle. If I said something to a guest that wasn't to their liking, I remembered, Oh, okay. Be mindful not to say that again. Sometimes that was it. That one time, and I did not need seven days. I did not need seven minutes. It was done. Other things take a little bit longer. It's all about the importance. Like if you drop your keys in a in one of those sewer grates as you're walking up to your apartment, and because you had because you, you were twiddling your keys around your finger, it might only take that one time of dropping them down that sewer grate for you to re- realize that you should just put them in your pocket and not be flinging them around on your finger. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You're done. You've broken yourself of that habit, right? You don't put your car in park when you get out of it and it drives down a hill and, and, and slams into somebody else's car. You'll always remember to put your car in park from then on out. It does. So, so these people who say that it can take seven, 14, 21 days to form a new habit. I don't know about all that. It depends on the kind of habit. <laughs> So thank you guys so much for joining me today. I really hope that you've learned a lot. I, uh, there's no hope that I, I, I know that this, for a lot of you, what I've said is going to is gonna trigger something in you that's going to be like, oh, wow, let's do that. 
And then again, take on the identity of the person that you're you're emulating of what it is you're what it, what's your vision getting you towards. Find that identity and emulate that. Realize that what works for you may not work for someone else, and really look over what you're doing in your morning or during your days into your nights, uh, work, school, family, play, whatever it might be. And really ask yourself, is what's going on really working for you? And if it's not, then you can just figure out what within that habit ritual that you've built, what's that one or two things that's causing it to not give you the outcome that you'd prefer. And then just take that thing out and slide in a new habit. And, you know, that's habit stacking and you'll be on your way. I would be foolish to tell you that everything will be solved, but you'll be on your way. So thank you again so much for listening to me. Please subscribe, rate, review on whatever podcasting app you were listening to me on. Nothing would make me happier than to know that I am resonating with y'all out there. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Jesse Mogul. Reach out to me, ask me some questions, um, share with me some topics you'd like to know about more in the future. Uh, Just remember, success is only one new habit away. All right, guys. Thank you so much again. Take care of yourselves. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.